morning, everyone. It's great to see you. You can make yourself comfortable. You can turn your cushions towards me. They say spiritual practice is a journey. If it is a journey, journey to where? Journey to complete liberation, it's the same. After we attain great enlightenment, we can have a nirvana or complete liberation. Discovering the path to complete liberation, the exact path or the best path is not easy to discover, and to actually walk on that path is uh, another matter. Uh, for example, if you decide your mind to break this or that habit, uh, but it's not easy to actualize that. that uh. the, from the Gospel of uh, Matthew, enter through the narrow gate, for wide is the gate, and the broad is the road that leads to destruction, and many enter through it. But small is the gate, and the narrow is the road that leads to life, and only a few find it. Just like the world of Jesus, the journey to complete the liberation may not always smooth sailing. It's just like when we climb to the top of the Cascade Mountain and we tend to encounter some stiff incline. Likewise, when we walk on the Dharma path, we encounter lots of obstacles, which is inevitable, unfortunately. It's unavoidable. When I say obstacle, it may not be some external thing, like some snarling person next to you when you meditate, or inconsiderate spouse, or noisy meditational, etc. But the real obstacle is inside. For example, boredom, boredom, doubt, or comparing or judging mind. Etc. Regarding these obstacles of Sotesan, the founding master of One Buddhism, said and divided the practitioner's level, their capacity of intelligence and spirituality 
into three groups, three levels. Let me quote. The spiritual capacities of all practitioners vary by thousands and tens of thousands of degrees, but they may generally be categorized into the three levels of high, medium, and low. High spiritual capacity refers to that capacity in which judgment and belief are immediately established upon seeing and hearing the right dharma, so that one carries out all spiritual practices with self-confidence. Medium spiritual capacity refers to that capacity in which one neither comprehends with precision nor is totally ignorant, and so being unable to resolve one's doubt and is always weighing the dharma and one's teacher. Low spiritual capacity refers to that capacity in which one is unable to differentiate the perverse from the right, and so if well-guided, conforms directly to that guidance without calculating or doubting. Of these three spiritual capacities, high is most valued and desired. A person of a high spiritual capacity will have no delays in his practice and will help expand daily the work of the religious order. The capacity that is the second most worthwhile to guide is a person of a low spiritual capacity who has a sincerely believing mind. For although he may not have a self-confidence, confidence, his dedicated effort to progress will not cease since he values the Dharma and sincerely believes in the teacher. Thus, he will ultimately be able to succeed. The one who is most difficult to guide is a person of medium capacity. Such a person is like to take the Dharma lightly and look down on the teacher. In all matters, he lacks genuine sincerity, so it is extremely difficult for him to experience success in his practice or in his work. Therefore, those at the medium level must work hard to trans transcend their level. Of, of those at the low level, some may jump straight to the high level, but those who cannot and who instead advance by passing through the stage of medium capacity, that is a dangerous phase that they must be cautious about. So our founding master, usually not just in one Buddhism, in Mayana tradition, practitioners' level of capacity is divided into three groups. The highest, higher capacity, as soon as they hear, they encounter the Dharma, 
faith arise. They are confident to walk on the Dharma path. And uh, they always walk on the path of uh, progression. But lower capacity, even though they may not be highly intelligent or spiritual, they are humble and they value, respect the teacher and the Dharma. And our founding master said, eventually they will make it. But the people of intermediate capacity is hard to guide, our founding master said. Just like math ability, People are born with a, a certain level of a spirituality or intelligence. But as the practitioners move from lower level to intermediate level, from medium level to higher level, it's true we move to the higher level. But when we are in the intermediate stage, as our founding master pointed out several things, there are some pitfalls or crises where they can stop for a long time sometimes. So in Mayanam Buddhism, it's called the Jungkeun literally means disease or sickness or symptom. Symptom. Median, medium root. Some roots are big and healthy. Some roots are a little thin and unhealthy. Medium. Intermediate stage. What about the symptom of this intermediate stage? Our founding master said one is boredom. It's too long to quote, so I better use my word. <laughs> first, it's a boredom. boredom. At first, for example, when you come here or join the retreat, Wow, everything is very new and fresh. The Dharma, practice, scripture, teacher, etc. But what happens after you come to the retreat or come to the Dharma service after one year or two years? Everything is the same. The same chanting, the same practice, the same Dharma, the same scripture. One becomes bored. Especially, it seriously happened to Zen priest. In one Buddhism, we chant, we practice meditation, we read the scripture. When you become Zen practitioner, it's all day sitting. All day sitting. It's a very boring thing. The second symptom, you be in the intermediate stage, one becomes a little 
proud, become a little arrogant. Why? He starts to know some dharma. Sometimes uh, we encourage our lay people to join giving a dharma talk. So when you give a dharma talk, usually our lay member give a very good dharma talk, one becomes a little proud and people praise him or her. And one start to form one's own opinion. And from that criterion, one start to judge others, dharma friends, teachers, people around themselves. And one start to believe in oneself from this stage. Feels sometimes superior to others. Becomes self-confident. So in this stage, they start to not to respect the Dharma and the teacher, etc. In the Zen circle, from this stage, do you know what happens? Zen priests change their teacher. They have practiced in this monastery under this master. They go to another man. At least this is the reality in Korean Zen. So kind of a doubt of the Dharma, of the teacher, etc. In Zen tradition, it's called uh, Ho Ei. Ho, Chinese character means uh, fox. <laughs> Ho, fox. Ei means uh, doubt. Doubt. Fox is doubt. Do you know how fox walk? It does not walk straight. Especially when, you, when it walks on the ice, even though in the winter the ice is thick, it, it's very cautious. And it constantly turns back. Some animal can follow it, etc. If you have a two or three symptoms in your mind, you are in this stage. Most of the people, sometimes, always, come to have this symptom. Why it's called Pyong, disease, which is a little serious word, disease, sickness. Why it's called in sickness or crisis or pitiful? Why it is dreadful? First of all, in this stage, your practice got stuck. From this stage, your practice becomes very slow and tired. He or he might not think in that way, but uh, truthfully, one can be stuck in this stage. Our third head Dharma master, Venerable Desan, said, 
the pitfall or crisis of intermediate stage, one can be caught by this symptom before enlightenment or after enlightenment. But, you know, after enlightenment is not the same as uh, attaining great enlightenment or Buddhahood. After the enlightenment, you have to do a lot of follow-up practice. So if uh, one has this uh, symptom, one got stuck in the intermediate stage before awakening, then you can reflect yourself, uh, humble yourself, and uh, you can avoid that pitfall by yourself. But sometimes, some practitioner got stuck in this stage after enlightenment. Then our founding master, uh, no, our third head Dharma master said, without the teacher's guide, it is almost impossible to avoid, to pass through this crisis. And why it is dreadful? Are you afraid of AIDS or HIV? I'm not that afraid of because the chance for those to get HIV is very, very low, almost zero. But I'm more afraid of the Lyme disease because the chance is high. There are lots of ticks here. Why it is dreadful of the intermediate stage? It is because most of the practitioners got caught, come to have in a certain stage this symptom. The third reason why it is dreadful, people in this stage many times are not aware of they are in this stage. Do you know why mental problem is serious? Mental disease, sometimes, but sometimes it's not a big deal. It is because a person with a mental problem many times does not know they are mentally sick. I heard many psychiatrists, if that person admits he or she is mentally sick, half of the treatment is already done. So people who are stuck in the intermediate stage are not aware that they are in this pitfall. That's why it is dreadful. And another reason, our founding master said, it is not only ruin the practice of this life, but many lives that's unfolding before him. It is not only ruin my own practice and the life, it's contagious. 
it ruined other people's practice. Their attitude, their mindset becomes contagious in a certain Sangha. It is a, in a critical moment. That's why our founding master openly during the service pinpointed you, 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 you are in this stage. You are in this stage. And the, when our third head Dharma master was at that time 21 years old, our founding master said, you also need to be careful. He pinpointed them. And our third head Dharma master was very surprised. And he could not eat for three days. So how can we overcome these uh, mental obstacles? First, uh, give uh, or open your mind to your teacher. It is I who know me very well. Actually, it is also I that does not know me objectively. So just like I cannot see the back of my head. I taught uh, Buddha Dharma at the one institute in Philadelphia for like 10 years. When I moved to this retreat center, in order to post our Dharma talk on our website, we start to record the minister's talk. So I was curious how I talk. When I listened to my talk, I was so embarrassed. <laughs> my pronunciation was terrible. I did not know that. These days, it's getting a little better, but I become <laughs> mindful. At the one institute, our American friends, the students said, wow, I love your accent, but we can understand. <laughs> People try to say things that please our ears. Many times they don't say something very candid. It does not help. It's the same in, in the Sangha. So sometimes we candidly say to other people, so I need your advice. Would you say that in a very candid, open way? Otherwise, people A, for example, Joanna, say something, something very honest to other people, for example, to Andrew. It's a little hard, especially in this culture. So it's completely up to us. One day, our third head Dharma master called our current head Dharma master, Gyeongsan. I think he was at the time in his late 40s or early 50s. And uh, he talked about the crisis, the pitfall of intermediate stage. You can become Chorongba. I could not find out that good picture from the Google image. Gourd or pumpkin, it should grow in this big way. It's actually growing in this way, it's very big. 
But for some reason, whether it's malnutrition or, or for diverse reasons, it does not grow. It becomes very small. Small. It's called Jorong. Bang means gold, Jorong means small or devolve. If you are stuck in the intermediate stage, you can become like this Jorong. Our third head Dharma master said to our current head Dharma master. And he told this story. It's a very well known Zen story. There's one Buddhist master. He is a very scholarly person. He's very knowledgeable. But his students practiced very deeply. So his students got awakened. One day, the teacher asked his students to bathe the bag of his that he would like to wash himself. So, would you scrub my back? And uh, the student, uh, when he washed his uh, teacher's back, he slapped his teacher's back and said, Wow, the Buddha hall, the Dharma hall is great. That the teacher has a very good, remarkable body, strong body. But the Buddha, Inside is not inspiring. <laughs> so he indirectly told that his teacher is not awakened. So, of course, the teacher understood what he tried to say and very resentful. And when he heard that candid world from his student, not his teacher, from his students, he really felt, he really became seriously motivated, and then he eventually got enlightened. Our third head Dharma master told this story to our current head Dharma master and said, in order to get enlightened, not only good teacher is important, good Dharma friend, even your students can help you. That's why Sangha is very important. Sangha is all So, let's find out uh, good teacher as well as uh, Dharma friends. When we open our mind, it's always uh, around here. And uh, from time to time, let's uh, reflect our practice, reflect our practice. Do I really, am I really in this uh, stage? And uh, ultimately, the way you pass through this uh, stage very quickly is uh, when you humble yourself, when you become a very humble person, you can be overcome this obstacle very easily. All obstacles start from our arrogance, from our ego. When I was in Korea, my Hobby was mountain climbing. In summer, 
because of the thick leaves, it is sometimes hard to find out the trail. Do you know how to find the trail when you walk? When you bend your knees and lower yourself, you can see the path. Likewise, when we always have the humble mind, we can quickly overcome these obstacles. And just like our founding master said, once you overcome this situation, you will speed towards Buddhahood as if flying in an airplane. Flying. Thank you.